I'll go back to Canada, you go back to school and your sister, you stupid Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. I am, as always, Avenging Ben, and with me is my partner in crime. Home Milk Mike. And we are here, once as always, to cut all the bullshit and get right to the nitty-gritty of the wacky world of wrestling. But first, we're going to talk about something a little different. See, in addition to being wrestling fans, me and my good friend Mike are nerds of the highest caliber. And this past weekend, at the time of this recording, the, past, the weekend before last, it was New York Comic Con. Which I couldn't go because of fucking work, but my co-host Ben went. And can you please describe to everybody the, the atmosphere to of Comic Con. To describe New York Comic Con... In like a paragraph, which I'm writing an article for my school school's paper, which shit, I gotta send that in before before midnight. I gotta send that in, so I gotta finish that shit when we're done. But I have to write an article about New York Comic Con. So summing it up is not easy. It's the best way I can describe New York Comic Con as someone who has gone multiple years in a row is it is fucking delightful anarchy. But you wait, will... wait, 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 wait. You said delightful, delightful. There you go. That's how you say it. Delightful. It was delightful anarchy, and but yeah. Did you did you dress up this year? I did. I went as Deadshot from the Suicide Squad. Nice, nice. Yeah, there now, are pictures. Now, now let me ask you this: How many wrestlers did you see around there? How many wrestlers? And when, and when I say wrestlers, I mean like how many people were dressed up as wrestlers? Like wrestler cosplayers. Like as far as wrestling cosplayers go, I saw a Hulk Hogan, I saw a Kevin Owens, and I saw an El Generico, and I saw Sergeant Slaughter. The real Sergeant Slaughter, or somebody? No, just a, guy, a guy dressed like Sergeant Slaughter, and I saw a guy dressed like Rowdy Roddy Piper. So there was a good mix of different people. Yeah, I saw a few pictures online as well. Somebody was dressed up as uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, I saw that guy. Uh, he was, Finn Balor. Yep. Um, I know there was a couple of girls there dressed up as Bailey, which is in Sasha Banks. She's awesome. Um, what else did I see? I saw. Um, I don't know, but like, what else? Like, did you see? Like, what um, boots did you go to, Ben? What booths did I go to? Wow, I went to a lot of different things. First of all, I went to the Adult Swim Rick and Morty booth. They had a booth set up for, for Rick and Morty, which is uh, Rick and Morty's coming back soon, which I'm so excited for. They had a booth set up where you could go strap yourself to the wall of the alien prison that Rick is Rick is in, and you can you get a picture in the galactic prison with Rick, and that was awesome. For, for those who don't know, Rick and Morty is an adult swim show about a crazy, drunk, lecherous scientist and his grandson, Morty, Rick and Morty, and they go on ridiculously adult, stupid, crude sci-fi adventures. But Rick Sanchez, the main character, will say the most ridiculously inane bullshit but it's like you agree with him 100% of the time. He is verbally abusive to the people that he loves 
but you're always on his side because what he has to say is always correct. Wait, this- wait, wait. Is it the what you just told? What you, what you just told me? Does it sound like um like an adult version of Back to the Future? It is. Like, it is basically. It started off online as a parody of Doc and Marty, and it ah. became and it became Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Yeah, but there's this bit in the show where Rick's grandson, Morty, and his granddaughter, Summer, are basically fighting over which one of them would make a better assistant for him, to which he Mm. says, you're both pieces of shit, and I can prove it mathematically. And then you cut back to them later, and he's using a chalkboard, and he says to the two of them, so in conclusion, you're both equally mercurial, hysterical, bird-brained homunculi, and I can't even tell the two of you apart half of the time, because I don't go by height or age, I I go by the amount of pain in my ass, in which case you're both equal. Oh God! And it's it, yeah. Who's who, if you've never watched it, go around, go watch Rick and Morty. As far as other things that were Comic Con, of course, you had the typical stuff. You had the Nickelodeon booth, where of all things, they had Olmec from Legends of the Hidden Temple set up. Oh God! And we were talking a couple of days, uh, for a few days actually. We were talking about the new trailer for Legends of the Hidden Temple, and my God, is it bad? Yeah, it's bad. If you haven't seen this yet, for those who not, for those who don't know, and if you're listening to this show, you're probably in the right age range. Legends of the Hidden Temple was a game show on Nickelodeon back in the '90s, where the basic setup was solve trivia questions in physical challenges, win these medals, and then go through a crazy, ridiculously hard obstacle course with different goals and challenges inside. But the funny thing about Legends of the Hidden Temple was it was always rigged. Nobody ever won this show. Yeah, that was the kicker. Yeah, that was the fucking kicker. Unlike shows like Gas or Wild and Crazy Kids or like, what was that other one? Or Guts or stuff like that, where, where those guys could actually win, where it was like a straightforward challenge. Like, no kid, if somebody ever actually won this show... Leave a comment or like comment on our page or tell us because I to this day do not have not seen an episode where somebody actually assembled that fucking silver monkey or made it through the fucking temple. You know what's funny is what's funny about it is when I was younger and I watched those shows, I literally asked my mom if we could if I could sign up for those shows. I I, I asked to sign up for Legends of the Hidden Temple, but I always thought that you needed a friend and. Uh, in my mind, I was like, I don't have a friend, so I can't go on that show. And then I wanted to go on Guts, and I was like, oh, I'm too lazy. I can't do all that shit. Yeah. So I always but, like, um, I want to, I want to go be, I want to go climb the aggro crag. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was that was like the only reason I wanted to sign up for Guts, just to be like, I get to climb like a fake mountain because it looked cool. Oh yeah, the aggro crag looked fucking awesome. It always did. Yeah, but um, also you were telling me that you had a funny story to share on the show. Funny didn't story? Didn't you say something happened at Comic-Con? Oh, God. A lot of crazy shit happened at Comic-Con. It's always hard to keep it straight in your head. As far as crazy shit that happened at Comic-Con, ooh, there's a lot to – there's more time than we have. But as far as crazy shit that happened at Comic-Con, <laughs> of course, like I, there was a Deadpool dance party. And did you participate? I did indeed. Like I did. I didn't like. I wasn't in. Like it appeared on the news. I wasn't one of the people who got to appear on the news. No, I was. Wait. There was a moment where I was jamming. There was a moment where I was jamming out with all these different 
Deadpools who were waving around glow sticks and gyrating their crotches at people. It was no, they literally come marching down the elevator, done down the escalator to the main lobby with like fucking party rock or something else playing, and they're all just dancing in like a big ass conga line, and everybody like, oh shit, here comes the dancing Deadpools. Oh my god! All I could say is that next year. Me, you, and our very own DJ, we're heading to Comic-Con. Oh, yeah, we gotta go to Comic-Con. Like, I gotta go to, with you guys. I gotta go with my... Sh- Shout-out to my friend, Julene, who always is a delight to hang out with at Comic-Con. She dresses up as the Marvel character, American Chavez, and she crushes it every year. Now, she's always organizing Marvel cosplay events, and this year was one of the biggest yet. There, there were, like, a million people dressed like... Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, Black Widow, Captain America. Now, nah, these people do some insanely good costume work. If you've never been to New yeah. York Comic Con, go to it. You will see some of the greatest costume, prop work, makeup. You'll see some of the best stuff there. Yeah, and also, just so people know, the reason why we played the Power Rangers song from the My Morphin Power Rangers movie oh. is because <laughs> over the weekend, I think during Comic Con, they released the official teaser trailer for the Power Rangers movie that's coming out in 2017. Uh, yeah. And, and me and me Ben have, and Mike have and and, very differing opinions about this new Power Rangers trailer. One of us liked it. The, the other, other one didn't. So Take a guess about which one did and which one didn't. You got five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. I I didn't like it. Mike does. Yes, I did. All right. So, for those who don't know, Saban got the rights back to Power Rangers. It's no longer in the hands of Disney or Nickelodeon. Thank God. Thank God. And so, ever since they got the brand back, a big announcement is we're going to do a new Power Rangers reboot. Yay! And for years now, they've been going back and forth on what they're going to do for this reboot. Originally, like, Max Landis was going to write for it, the guy who did Chronicle. A bunch of different people have been attached to this film. And finally, last year, we finally got start hearing some progress about this film. And this year, we start getting posters, we start getting production images, we start getting casting choices... We start hearing things like Brian Cranston is going to be Zordon, uh, Bill Hader is going to be Alpha 5, we get stuff like that. And then finally, this trailer dropped, and yep. I, of all the things that this trailer was supposed to be, it, it was Power Rangers... It, 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 it wasn't in your, in your mind. In my mind. This was not Power Rangers to me. This was, of all of the things to give a gritty, serious reboot to... Power Rangers is not one of them. This isn't something like Batman, Superman, or it's like The Flash or something where you can kind of add a serious edge to it. This is about five teenagers with attitude in multicolored Zentai suits fighting monsters in robots. There is no way you can take this seriously. And yet this trailer is like, we have the power. We are developing these strange new abilities. And then Rita is like, I've killed rangers before. Like, I'm a bad motherfucking villain. And I'm like, 
Oh no, you're totally missing the point. Power Rangers is supposed to be, you can add like a layer of irony and kind of just serious, there, there can be like stakes. Yeah. The characters in the show take what they're doing seriously, but the joke is they're taking something seriously that's not that foreboding. They're fighting a monster that's made out of eyeballs. They're fighting a monster that was made out of somebody's purse. This is not like this is not fucking war. They're of the fighting world. a monster made out of shit. They're fighting a monster made out of poop or something. This is not five-star compelling Orwellian drama. This is fucking Power Rangers. And when I so, see so, this trailer, it's just yeah. it doesn't feel like Power Rangers to me. It feels like, oh, this is a story about five kids who get powers, and then like they just decided, eh, make it Power Rangers. Like we can make extra money if it's Power Rangers. Yeah. So what was like the main points that you just didn't like about the trailer? What what, what what were the parts that like made you like in your mind go, okay, this is ridiculous? I didn't like how seriously it was taking itself, the drab colors of everything. I did not like how again it was just taking itself way too seriously. If you're gonna do a Power Rangers movie or anything, you can't take yourself too seriously. You gotta have fun with it. This didn't seem fun to me. Oh God. Well, what did you think? What did you think of it personally? Because this is just my opinion. Well, when the trailer first started, I was I was I was hyped from the like the as soon as I pressed the play, I was like, okay, let's see what they are gonna do. And it it gave like you said like a dark serious uh, feel to it, which personally I like. Because in my mind, this movie is taking place after the original Rangers left, and Angel Grove has never been the same again, so I figured, okay, that's the route they're going. And that's what it felt like. And then, like, the five Rangers that we get introduced to, by the way, the Kimberly in this movie, she's cute, I gotta admit. And basically, I didn't like the way... The one thing I didn't like is the way... Um, each character was like given their powers. It was just like, oh, like a like a cave blew up, so now they have their powers with 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 disc, like with this. I was expect I wanted to see Alpha and um, Zordon at least, but I understood it was a first trailer. I liked the Rita tease. I didn't expect her to be in the movie, and then at the end when they started to go into their suits, I was like, okay. I'm I'm willing to give I'm it gay. a chance. I'm willing to give this a chance because this is the first trailer, and I already like the look of it. Like again, we're in two different minds about this. You're you're free to feel your own views on the trailer. It worked yeah. for you. It didn't work for me. Like Power Rangers was not, like, Power Rangers was not my main obsession when I was a kid. I was way more in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crowd. Mm. Well. The opposite for me was that I grew up watching. I I watched every series of Power Rangers. Um, the original Green Ranger, uh, Jason David Frank. He, he growing up, he was my hero. I wanted to be just like him. So like that was the person I always looked up to. This movie could be salvaged if they give like the original Power Rangers like some cameos. That would be pretty cool. 
Well, the Yellow Ranger died years ago, so that's a no. Yeah, let me train. Like, she passed away um, in a car accident. That was, that was terrible. I would be happy if Jason David Frank does show up. Like, he does a little brief cameo. I want Amy Jo Johnson, the original Pink Ranger. I want her to make a cameo. Yeah, actually, you know what? Yeah, bring them both back and have them tell the story. Be like, oh, like, we got married and we had kids. Like, they could go with that route. But I remember seeing a video on YouTube of for Jason David Frank. Like, he was talking about the movie. Because also, people made, like, fan-made trailers that uh, the Power Rangers would kill people. And he said he doesn't, he doesn't want to be a part of that. Somebody so made don't... a fan. Somebody made a really gritty live-action fan film where the Power Rangers were all, like, murdered and stuff, and, like, the Pink Ranger turned evil or something. It, it, it was all crazy. Yeah, because people wanted to know what his thoughts were, and he gave his opinion, because I respect him, too. He He's a guy that wants to keep his reputation as a, as a child star. Like, and, yes, he has a shitload of tattoos. He doesn't look like he what he used to, and he, from part-time, he used to wrestle in the UFC, uh, fight in the UFC. Sorry, not wrestle. Fight in the UFC. So, and he's, and I think he might have said something to the effect that he wants to do something, he was thinking about doing something for the movie, but we're not sure. I'm not sure. We just have to wait and see. Regardless, this is just the first trailer. This is not the film as a whole. I will wait for another trailer to come out. I'll I'll still... Give the movie a chance when it came out. I'm the guy who gave that new Ghostbusters movie a chance and was actually entertained by it. So I will give the new gritty Power Rangers a chance. It doesn't it doesn't appeal to me personally, but I'll, I will give it a chance. By the way, I did not give Ghostbusters the new one with the women, Melissa McCartney. I did not give that one a chance at all. It was pretty. It was okay. It was harmless. Yeah. That's what I heard too, but I was Here's like... Here's the funny thing about that movie, that everybody is on the opposite end of the fence with that movie. Here's what you gotta, here's what you gotta understand if you're ever gonna watch it. It's nowhere near as bad as anyone says it is, but it's nowhere near as good as anyone says it is. It is firmly right in the middle. It's a, imagine this. It's a, it's a movie about four really entertaining, funny women stuck in a really kinda average kind of lazy film yeah really funny women doing their best with a really clunky script it was fine i listen i I went into the theater i watched it i enjoyed it i put aside all of that bullshit that had happened on the internet i was just like i watched it i watched it i enjoyed it i got a collapse but then i'm like i'm gonna go do something else with my day now Oh my god. God damn it. Okay, our DJ is always doing this crap, and I'm just like, funny enough, I'm mad, but funny enough, if that's not in the movie, I'm going to be pissed. They need to bring that into the movie. What, morphers? Yeah, no, they need to bring the actual morphers into the movie, otherwise it's not the mighty morphin' fucking Power Rangers. It's in the name. Yes, they need, and I hope, I hope that they have the Zords in the movie, which they do have the... They do have the Zords, but I hope that they look cool. Yeah. But actually, funny enough, I did have one other funny story from Comic-Con to tell. Okay, sure. Shoot. Shoot. Oh, funny enough, 
Okay, you were asking me about people who are dressed. When you asked me a funny story from Comic Con, I had trouble remembering what you were asking me. And the Deadpool story was one of them. But the other story that happened was I run into a guy dressed like El Generico from Ring of Honor. And I go up to him and I start singing, ole, 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 ole. I start doing that to him. And he's just like, oh, you got it immediately. And he starts doing the El Generico thumbs up and all of that stuff. And then I'm like, hey, let me see if I could find you uh, Kevin Steen to go beat up. Five minutes later, after I say this, a guy dressed like Kevin Owens with a, with a fucking Fight <laughs> Owens fight shirt walks over. And literally, I'm just like, hey, I have a guy dressed like El Generico you should talk to. I have your old buddy El Generico over here. And I assume these two do not know each other. These are just two random dudes. And I'm just like, hey, Kevin Steen, come over here. And he oh, runs, no. this Kevin Steen dude runs up to the El Generico dude and literally kind of like fun punches him in the side of the head. He literally just, he kind of taps him on the side of the head, and the guy was like, ow, oh, you hurt my fucking ear. And I'm like, oh shit, did I just incite a Way to go, Ben. Did I just incite a riot between two cosplayers? Yeah, I'm probably going to make the list and be banned from the Javits Center. But then, you tried to have, you tried I'm to like, have oh my god, fun. I'm so sorry. But then the El Generico guy goes, uh, don't worry, I know him. These two know each other. And they're dressed up like Kevin Steen and El Generico. <laughs> they should have legitimately started fighting, so that no, way I they could just blame it on fighting. you. I posted a clip on Instagram, I'll have to show you this later, of them doing the Kevin Owens Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember seeing it, yeah. Yeah, I, I got them to do that. So I that saw was the picture, crazy. and I thought that was cool, that was my I didn't know the background. That was my craziest story coming out of Comic-Con. So... Ladies and gentlemen, Ben almost made a fight happen at Comic-Con. <laughs> I almost incited a, 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 a Ring of Honor riot. <laughs> so that was something. Ben, yeah. why why can't you go to Comic-Con anymore? Or I got a guy in a Kevin Seeing El Generico costume to fight each other, for real? Oh, God, you fucking, <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. Be like... that, would be, that would be held over your head before you die. <laughs> Oh my god, another fucking... Oh god, Ben done fuck Brother this Nero, I knew you'd come. Yeah. By, by, the way, how, by the way, how do you say Sebu's name? What? How do you say Sebu's name? Sebu? Yep, there you go. And Papa Dune. Papa Dune. God. God. Yeah, as far as like Sabu goes, I will be in attendance for ICW one night only at the Queensboro Elks Lodge this Saturday night. Unfortunately, I will not be there because I will be in Massachusetts with my family. But Ben is here to talk about ICW. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like, if those are not in the know, ICW, this is going to be their final show under the ICW name. And they're going to be bringing in some classic ECW talent. They're bringing in Perry Saturn. They're bringing in Sabu. They're bringing in... Uh, who else are they bringing in? They're bringing in... Uh, uh, Trevor yeah. Lee. They're bringing in Trevor Lee. Some of the newer talent they've got. They've got uh, 
Matt Tremont, they got Homicide, they got a ton of great guys coming in. Super Savage is gonna be there, Caveman, and uh, Monte are gonna be there too, and Joe Janela, it's gonna be a fantastic night. I am seriously looking forward to this, and I will be conducting interviews with the Super Savages and and Matthew Ryan Shapiro that night. I will be conducting interviews on behalf Which of the General Admissions. And I will be conducting interviews on behalf of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast, as always. Oh my god. It is going to be a sick night if you can make it down there to the Elks Lodge this Saturday night. You, you spend the $20. General Admission is going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, doors open at 6 and bell time is at 8, but me and Ben have been to indie shows before, and sometimes that rule doesn't apply. Yeah, funny enough, you, if it says it starts at 7, you can show up at 8 o'clock and you won't have missed much. Yeah, you, you wouldn't miss shit. You wouldn't miss shit. Trust me, and with, yeah, tr you will not miss anything if you're late. Yeah. Moving on, it's like... Yeah, it's like I gotta get out. First, I gotta go to I gotta I gotta go to work tomorrow, and then I gotta get out, and then go probably straight to the show. My life would be so much fucking easier if it wasn't for my job, which is fucking bullshit. Yeah, but that's life now. Me, yeah. me, and you have our own jobs. We make our own money, and and we buy our own wrestling t-shirts. Yeah, and I buy my own beers, and you buy yours illegally. Yeah, it all works out. Yeah. Now, I, I, I tell you, our jobs, both, work, both work in stores. Like, for the sake of this podcast, I won't say where exactly I work. Cause yeah, God, God forbid, I don't want any of you coming out to me back. Oh, you whole milk, Mike? And people are looking at me like, <laughs> hey, you, hey, you, oh, fuck? Fuck, you whole milk, Mike? <laughs> You're named after a gallon. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to hear that. I deal with enough shit at my job. I don't want people coming out to me back. Are oh, you whole milk, Mike? Are you one of the hosts of the General Mission Wrestling Podcast? Jobs and idiots at my job enough as it is. Like again, I won't give specifics here, but I work at a I work at a store here in Queens, and I have to deal with Air store store. I have to work with some of I have to no, not work with all the people I work with, like my co employees. All of them are awesome. Honestly, I could have not been saddled with a better group of people to work with. All of these people I work with understand the job and we all know how to riff it properly and we have to deal with some of the most brain dead skull splittingly dumb morons that have ever worked walked through the doors of a store i often ask myself do you need an iq less than your shoe size in order to shop <laughs> these fucking people okay i work these people come in and they're like uh, do you take the Walgreens card here? And I'm like, of, co of course, it's it's old people. It's always old people. Again, I won't say specifically the name of the store. I'm like, read the sign. Of course, we're not fucking Walgreens. And then you they're like, fucking idiot. You're on and the like, list. The three kinds of people that bug me the most. Oh my god, I could fill a podcast to the brim with the shit that bugs me in my retail job. But here are the three kinds of customers that bug me the most. The kinds that bring in their annoying dickhead children and they let them run around the fucking store. Oh my god, those are the worst. I, I, I get those people in my job too. One time there was a, a, um, a father brought in her kid. And at the time we were selling uh, cups. Like I don't know why, but it was like cups with Elsa on them. Frozen, frozen shit. Oh, I saw Frozen. Because Frozen was like, the big thing. So bouncy balls with Elsa on them. 
Yeah, and Frozen's the big thing, of course. And you just hear the girl go, I want it! I want it! Oh, my God. And all of a sudden, you hear... And I was like, oh, my God, did he just hit her? Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Just made the list. You just made the list. No. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, but, like, we'll get these whiny little bastard children in these stores, and I'm like, wow, if there was ever... A better commercial for using a condom. It's right here. (laughs) Wait, whoa. If there was ever a better commercial, free advertisement for encouraging people to practice safe sex, it'd be like, if you don't use a condom, you'll get saddled with one of these fucking demon children. (laughs) That's horrible. (laughs) The second kind of... Oh, fuck off. We've all thought it. The second kind of thing that bugs me, these are the people... That really fucking bug me. It's just like, oh, the first people, the fucking kids, people are like, do you not want to be saddled with a whiny bastard children? Use a condom. Which brand? Any brand. It's just like the second kind of people that bug the ever-loving shit out of me. It's, it's not just some of the old people that come into this store can be some of the sweetest, kindest people you can ever imagine. They'll be like, oh, how are you doing? How's your day? It's rainy outside. I hope you have a good day. Some of the nicest people, but then you get those kind of old people that are just the whiniest. Yes, the most inconsiderate, annoying people on the planet. And I have an entire Batman's rogues gallery of regular douchebags I have to deal with, and I've given them all code names. Mm. No, we have this one lady who comes in. Okay, does your store do bottle deposit? Yes. You with that thing? For those not in the know, you can do this thing where like you bring in the bottles and you'll get like maybe a few pennies. Like, like twenty five, like twenty five cents at least. You'll get like five cents a bottle. It's t- that's the exchange yeah. rate of the store. The funny thing <laughs> is, some people do not understand the two simple rules we make. One, you have to have bought the bottles from either here or a participating ride. They have yes. to have been a bottle we sell. Or it's just like it has to be from a Walgreens. It has to be from something else. The store I work at has to be from this store. Second of all, it has to be it has to be a clean bottle with the label on it. These, this one lady comes in with bags of bottles that she has gotten out of the trash from probably my my garbage that she probably got it from. Oh yeah, and this person walks in with piles of bottles with stickiness on them with I don't know what these bottles are covered in but there are times I have to tell this woman every single guy in him ma'am these bottles have to be in better condition than this and they have to be from here and every time she's always like what and I'm just like oh Jesus what what the bottles what I'm like, oh god fuck you just fuck you and fuck off and literally fuck your can lady <laughs> Yes. No, I, there are times where I'm like, I want to choke this woman until the life goes out. <laughs> you just made the list. Oh, no. You just made the list. You just made You just made the list. want to talk about a list. I have a list a mile long of the people at this job who fucking piss me off. And there are times where I will look, honestly, this is me admitting, I will intentionally 
take as long as possible with other customers just to keep this woman from getting service. I hate wow. her goddamn much. And literally, she's not nice to any of us. She's really rude. And she just assumes just because she's there, she can come straight to the front of the line and fucking take all of the all of our attention. I'm like, no, you go back. And third, and finally, these are the people who seriously piss me off. The people who don't know how to use a fucking chip card. <laughs> That's so true. Here's the thing. Chip cards are bullshit. I agree with this. Yeah, and I have one. I have a chip card too, and they suck. Here's it's so pointless. Here's the thing. A chip card, for those not in the know, credit cards in recent years have updated to have this little piece of metal on the left or the right side. It looks like a tiny little microchip, like a silver yeah. box with little lines on it. You yeah, stick basic, this, ba yeah. Basically, you instead put it of in sliding a special card, slot. You put it in a special slot, yeah. and it basically does the scanning through that. Yeah. The problem is some people do not know that their cards have these chips. And so I will say to a customer, please insert the chip. They'll swipe. I said, please insert the chip. They'll swipe again. I will put my hand <laughs> over the swipe thing. Please insert the chip. And at, that, at that moment, you just want to grab the car and just put the chip in yourself. Like, God damn it. I do! I do it for them! I'll take the card out of their hand and insert it for them, and they'll ben, be like, I could have done that myself. No! You know the no, you fucking couldn't have! You know what's the funny part? Is that the chip is visible. You can see the chip in the card. Yeah, these... Oh my... Freaking idiots. Oh my god is right. Okay, I've ranted enough about this. I like my yeah. job. It's fine. It, pay, it pays well, but I'm like, oh god, the minute a better opportunity opens up, I am out of there. It is not worth dealing with these brainless apes that I have yeah. to shill condoms and adult diapers to on a daily basis. Yeah, and also, if you want to know my adventures at my job, you can follow me on Snapchat at M underscore Sarantino 530. S-E-R-R-E-N-T-I-N-O 530. If you go on my Snapchat and just see all the shit I do at my job, it's 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 infallible that I'm still working there. It's insane because actually there was this one thing I did once that I am amazed I did not get fired for this. My coworker Amanda, who is actually fucking awesome, she's a wrestling fan, funny enough. And <laughs> and funny enough, she knows that I used to I've I've warmed up to the guy, but a few months ago I had a very particular hatred for Roman Reigns, especially when he was being called the guy. Who he's not a good guy, he's not a bad guy. He is the guy. And we started doing this joke in the store. We were like, we're not a good store. We're not a bad store. We're the store. <laughs> but then she did this thing where she's, she said, she'd always say, bend to the front, please. Bend to the front to open. Like you'd call on the intercom and then you'd have to go and open. But then this one night, it's like 30 minutes to closing. 
She goes on the intercom and she says, the guy to the front, please. She says, the guy to the front. And I'm like, what is she talking about? I'm like, oh, God, no, she didn't. And then I get on my iPod. I get on my iPhone. I queue up Roman Reigns' theme music. I blast it on my phone. And I go running to the front of the counter, playing the Roman Reigns theme. And when I get behind the counter, I do the little shotgun thing he does with his arm and I do the oh ah, thing before I start serving the customers. I was amazed. I was not fired for that. Ben comes to the office. Ben comes to the office. And I play the Dean Ambrose theme. Fuck your job. I quit. I'm the lunatic fringe. Oh god, I wish there were there are several there are several customers I wish I could do the dirty deeds to and just end it. Okay, that sounds so wrong. It sounds like Yo, just really hit him with hit him with the dirty hit him with the dirty deeds, hit him with the Superman punch, hit him with the curb stomp. No, just take their heads and just slam it against the counter and just like end the suffering. Dude, when you said I'm gonna do the dirty deeds to people. It makes you. It makes it sound like you're gonna do a porno with them. <laughs> oh no! Now that's for later. That's for later on. That's <laughs> that's for later. Just like <laughs> after oh, I'm done bashing the heads. <laughs> oh my god! Hold Jeez. on, our DJ oh. is about to play something. Uh, our DJ has a song about the store I work at. Play what it. Do, what do you got for us, DJ? I fucking hate you, DJ. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> That's basically everybody's job. Oh my freaking god. Oh my god. people. Moving on, finally, from the madness of wrestling, from the madness of right, from the madness of retail, let's talk about the madness of the world of pro wrestling this week. Yeah, let's get into some news because there was some there was big some... news this week. Uh, sadly, we had an addition and a loss to the NXT roster this week. Unfortunately, Hideo Itami, for the second time, has Ew. got a, a particularly horrible injury. This time, a neck injury, and he will be he will be down for the count for a few months, and he will no longer be uh, Kota Ibushi's partner in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. So. I do not know what this means. I think this might finally be the the time to pull the kill switch on Hideo Itami. I, I think one injury was bad enough, but now it's I, two. I, don't, I don't see anything in the cards for him after this. Yeah, I feel bad for him. He had so much he, potential two he years really ago. Did. If he comes back and he, you know, if he comes back and he goes on like a Goldbergian winning streak, I'd be like, you know, good on you, man. I wish you the very best. But I'm like. Yeah, no. I, I I just feel really bad for the guy. But yeah. good news is they did find a replacement for him in the tag team tournament, and it is the current Cruiserweight champion, my favorite and yours, TJ Perkins, which I am very happy about. His name's up. Kurt Hawkins? No, it's no, not no, Kurt no, no, it's not you. Later. Oh, we'll get to fucking Kurt oh, Hawkins later. Did ben have a rant to go on. This is going to be the first. We're going to have our first combined rant about Kurt Hawkins. Oh, oh my god. But for Hideo Bad news. Sorry, right. in, no, in my opinion in my opinion, if he comes back from this injury, which I highly doubt because like you said, they say a 
few months, but that's what they said two years ago with a shoulder, and he was out for a year and a half. But um, basically, if he does come back, he's going to stay in NXT for much longer. That's the biggest problem I've always had with NXT, my only problem. They have these guys who are seasoned veterans going up against people who are green as fuck. Yeah, but you have have to think about it, too. This guy has already proven to be injury-prone. Why would you risk it, put put him on the main roster, if he's just going to turn around and get hurt again? Keep in mind, the guy he was working with was like a newbie, and he probably didn't know how to do that move properly, so that's probably what happened. Yeah, it was um, was on one of the house shows. It was uh, Hideo and Koda against Riddick Moss and Tony Sabatelli, and... Damn, Hideo. If you, find, if, you, if, if you find the video on uh, YouTube or Facebook, check it out. It's sick. It's nasty. It is a nasty injury. But moving it, on to some more positive NXT news. Just announced today that the newest signee to NXT is Rick, former Ring of Honor television champion, one of my favorites, Roderick fucking Strong. Mr. ROH is now Mr. NXT. Which I am looking forward to a lot because I, you and me were both there for Best in the World 2015 where he had that triple threat with Moose and Mike Elgin. And that was a sick match. Kurt Hawkins? Yeah. No more um, Kurt Hawkins. Um, Roger Strong, what is there to say about him? He's... Oh Positives about him is he's a fantastic wrestler. Negatives is he can't cut a promo. You really can't. He's he, one of those guys. He can't cut a promo to save his, okay. like, his life. voice. His voice is really weird. It's just basically, it sounds just so generic. It doesn't sound like a wrestler. But he's such an amazing worker. But yeah, that's the problem too. So you have to, and he's a good-looking guy. He's 32 years old, I believe, so he's young for NXT, and I just don't know what you do with him, because I think... They're pairing him together with Austin Aries for the Tag Team Classic. Classic. Yeah, they haven't done anything with him on NXT well, yet, so we'll have to see if, they, if that's what happens, but... Um, it looks like things are finally official. Roderick Strong... Welcome to NXT. How excited are you to be in this position? The question should be, how excited are you and the WWE Universe for me to be here? All right, well, it seems like you have a ton of confidence. So tell me now, what exactly can the NXT and the WWE Universe expect from Roger Strong? Every single one of the guys on the NXT roster to fall one by one. Roddy versus the world. Starts now. Good luck. Luck is for losers. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, honestly. But if there was one thing that impressed the fuck out of me this week on NXT, it was the debut of Sanity. Yeah, which was spoiled for all of us three weeks ago. Thank you, Full Sail. Thank you, Full Sail University. You horrible, horrible, horrible crowd. Fun fact, if you... If you try to look up uh, Full Sail Crowd, it's, it automatically goes to Full Sail Crowd Annoying. And as very well it should, as well it should, because 
The Full Sail crowd are some of the most brain-dead, backwards wrestling fans you will ever see. We are awesome! We are awesome! We are awesome! Plus, you're gonna get ready to boo me even harder. Fuck Full Sail and fuck Florida. You know when I stopped giving a shit about the crowd is when at NXT TakeOver The End during the women's match. No, it was during Nakamura and Ares. They, they had the balls to chant, We want Eva. We want Eva. Here you have Austin Aries and Shinsuke Nakamura putting on, if not one of the not one of the top 10, but if this was a top 20, one of the top 20 best matches this year. For NXT, yeah. For NXT. And it's like you're chanting for Eva goddamn Marie. You lost the right to be wrestling fans. Yeah, they need to leave full sale. I'm sorry. They gotta leave it or at least move somewhere else. But Moving um, yeah, on S- to... But Sandy did debut this week. If you don't it, know who it is, it's Alexander Wolf. Sawyer Fulton, Nikki Storm, and the leader is Eric Young. Which yeah, I think that'd be I think they look pretty cool. They had a good showing, but I think I need to see more of them to fully judge. But they have a cool look to them. Yeah, I'm I'm worried about them because the crowd, like we said before, is annoying, but they really didn't react that good to them until Eric Young showed his face, so they need to build up those two, Wolf and Fulton, because that's the team that's going to be going forward. And you can and have Nick, Young, you can have Nikki Cross go, maybe win the women's belt or something like that. Yeah, and Eric Young, he be going for the NXT title, which I don't. Here's the thing: I think they're going to be booked. That the Wyatt family should have been booked, and that's sad to me. Let's let's hope they're booked a, a, a far side better than they were booked. I, let's I not get Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. They were NXT tag team champions. Yeah, I know, but it's Eric Young. That's the problem with me. With the problem, because he's a don't get me wrong, he's a great wrestler, but I don't know. It's just I don't see anything big coming out of him in his WWE career. Like I don't see him becoming world champions. Maybe like an intercontinental champion. That's the best he can do. But anything else, it's like nope. Yeah. Like, I wish Eric Young the very best. Uh, funny, but as bad as it'll be, he won't be booked as bad as he was back in, like, TNA, back in, like, the 2010s. Oh, my God. Okay, let's count how many ways they fucked that dude up. Remember the time that he bumped his head and the gimmick was he was retarded? Yeah, and then he went to a tag team with Orlando Jordan, who was doing a gay gimmick. No, and... Orlando, no, you missed the best part. Orlando Jordan's gimmick was that he was a bisexual rapist. Yeah, a gay guy. I'm not saying that because I'm not saying bisexuals are rapists. I'm saying he was a bisexual who would molest and grope people in the ring. And the gimmick was, and this is hilarious, Eric Young was too retarded to know that Orlando Jordan wanted to fuck him. Yeah. that, That seemed normal. This is coming after they did the whole Eric Young world elite thing. And then they make Eric Young stupid... And then they just go for broke and they try making him into fucking Daniel Bryan. Yeah, and, and his, <laughs> you have to think about this for a second. He went to TNA's version of Chris Jericho. He then went back, he went to Eugene, and then he went into Daniel Bryan. So he how, ran the, how, ga- how, the, how the fuck do you do that? <laughs> he ran the gambit of different gimmicks. Jesus Christ. But I gotta say, I'm looking forward to anything... 
on NXT right now more than I am for Goldberg versus Lesnar too. And we'll get into that, but other NXT news this week. Um, also spoiled at the tapings that we got a match announcement for NXT TakeOver Canada. Which is going to be Asuka it, defending but, her women's championship against Mickey James. When I saw that tweet, I thought it was a prank. But then I went to the official NXT page. And if you want to see the official graphic for it, you can go to the Heel Turn Wrestling Facebook page and you can see it posted there. This yeah. is real. Mickey James is coming back to face Asuka for the championship. Now, my immediate reaction was, there was two reactions to it. One, I was surprised because I wasn't expecting Mickey James to be in coming back even in NXT and the other one was wow the brand the brand split really ruined the NXT women's division they took three of their faces and just moved them on up and now in the NXT women's division there's nobody except Asuka and Ember Moon that is all they have and they have to bring back Mickey James that last wrestled for them in 2010 we're bitter rivals yeah. They really they, they got rid of Nia Jax way too early, honestly, in my opinion. They really her, her and uh Carmella, they should have stayed in NXT a little longer. Yeah, they and, really and Dana Brooke. And Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke could have been a, a, at least a decent heel for Oscar to go against for a few months. Yeah, like they really cleaned them out. It was Yeah. That's the one thing I hated about the brand split too is that they ruined the NXT women's division by just getting just plucking them from from NXT. It's like no, like I I could have at least taken one, not like five. Yeah, but it really cleaned them out. But so I, that, I, I'm sure that will be an amazing match. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's something different. I'm it kind, is. I'm kind of wondering. Um, I don't know. I'm wondering how it's going to go. I know Oscar, Mickey James isn't winning that fucking title. There's no goddamn way that she is. But I want to see... Because Asuka has a different style than most of the girls in NXT and WWE. And I don't know if Mickey's style would work with that. So I'm very interested in that. I'm curious as well. So moving on to the big, the, the big meat of this week. The big juicy meat of the wrestling week. We're talking about... Monday Night Raw, and SmackDown. Also, we also forgot Paige. Oh, God, we got to talk about this bullshit. Okay, before we get into the five-course meal of insanity that is always Raw and SmackDown, let's talk about what's happening with the former best diva on the roster. Yeah. Paige. For those not on the know, Paige, off-screen has started a relationship with former WWE employee... Alberto Dario. Del Rio, now Alberto Patron. Yeah, and he's been in the news recently, too, for, for that apparent stabbing that was never reported by the police, but that's a different story. Let's keep it focused to Paige. Yeah. What happens is Paige gets popped for 30 days suspension... And two then, months ago, I believe, right? Two months ago. And now, this month, she gets popped again 
for an, for a 60-day suspension for what she's claiming are pain are like painkillers that are not approved by the WWE doctors. Oh, my God. I guess it's Alberto's time to turn the page, maybe. Hmm. Fuck off, yeah. Fuck off, DJ. God damn it. He's I don't know. You all. I don't know. There's two I ways feel to... so bad for this girl, man. She was once the top of the division. She was one of the best women there. Yeah. And now, not for the past year, because I know she'd been going through some injuries. I know she'd been dealing with some pain. But it's so she went far down the card, and then she just flatlined. I feel so bad for her because she was so talented, man. Yeah, and there's and when you read the story, there's two ways to look at it. One, either she is doing this on purpose to get fired so she could join Alberto Del Rio because I think she, I believe she has three more years left on her deal, so she's stuck at WWE for for that long and she just wants out so she can be with Del Rio or two she's either doing what Sonny did and doing drugs and, and going down this horrible road either one I, I don't know I hopefully this girl gets it together and so yeah what's going on with Paige is not very fun it's not very it's not, it's, it's not something I like to talk about because I was such a big fan of hers. Mm. But that's, the kind, that's what happens in the pro wrestling industry. Some rise above it and some kind of sink to this low level. Yeah, and, she, and she is 24 years old. She has so much potential to build in, in, the, in the women's division on Raw. Like she, right now she could be having matches with Sasha. and I would love to see her and Bailey, but that's not going to happen. So hopefully she gets it together and hopefully she knows what she's doing. I hope so too. So moving on to the insanity of Monday Night Raw. Yeah. By the way, and for Raw and SmackDown, basically nobody won this week. It was basically the same show back to back. Sort of just an average kind of okay show with some yeah. cool moments. Yeah, nobody really won this week, so... We're not going to be doing like a grade for each one, but what kicked? We're going to go through each show pretty quick, mainly because there's kind of it was kind of just par for the course. Yeah, we might but, even just talk about we might even just talk about specific moments. We're not even do a complete overview, but if we're going to talk about like the key moments of Raw that are worth talking about, we did have Mick Foley confirming that Charlotte and Sasha Banks will be facing off in the first ever. Women's Hell in a Cell match. Which I was surprised at. But by the way, what the fuck was McFoley wearing on Raw? He was wearing that awesome... Uh, he was wearing a flannel suit and his hair. I feel like he wet it, put a hat over his head, then took the damn hat off, and the top of his head was wet, and then the ends of his hair were dry as fuck. It was like... Did you just wake up like that? Like, really? Like, what happened to you, Mick? But yes, he announced that that um, Sasha and Troy will be in the cell, Rusev and Roman will be in the cell, and Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins will be in the cell. Now, me and Ben both hate gimmick pay-per-views. 
Yeah, Hell in a Cell is a gimmick pay-per-view. What I, what we would do is get rid of the name Hell in a Cell. If you want to do Hell in a Cell, fine. You could do one Hell in a Cell, which would be for the women, and just call it Halloween Havoc. What is so wrong about that? They bought WCW. They have the rights to use it. Use the name. And but then make just calling it Hell in a Cell makes it less special. Because I yeah, guarantee by the way, you, I guarantee you, it's gonna start off, it's gonna be Rusev versus Roman Reigns. That'll be the show opener at eight o'clock. The then it's gonna be then it's gonna then, be nine o'clock, it's gonna be Sasha versus uh Charlotte. Charlotte. And, and then, then at the end 10, of the show, and then by ten thirty, it'll be Seth versus Kevin, and we're just going to be bored with it by then. Basically, Seth and Kevin need to figure out, okay, Sasha and Charlotte did this, and Roman Rusev did that. What could we do? It's like, I don't know. It's like, why do you have to do three? Unless you do three in a row, that's not good either, and it's not good to spread it out because it's like, okay, maybe Roman and Rusev go through one of the side of the cells. That means one of the cells' sides is broken for the rest of the fucking night. So Sasha and Strong can just get out of the cell and just do whatever they want. One of them can go through a table, and then that gets rid of a spot for Seth and Kevin to do. It's like, why can't you just do one Hell in a Cell match? Why can't you just put Roman and Rusev in like a Extreme Rules match and Seth and Kevin in a two out of three falls? Like, why can't you do get mixed like that? Why do you have to keep putting matches that don't belong in a cell? Because Sasha and Charlotte do belong in a cell. Because their rivalry is being heated. It's been going on since NXT. I don't know. And our DJ goes, what about December to December? If you ever mention that shitty name with that shitty pay-per-view that aired in 2006 again, you will no longer be our DJ. You mentioned it again. You're fired. You just made the list. Yeah, you did just make the list because December to Dismember is a piece of shit. We could do an entire episode <coughs> just on how horrible December to Dismember was. And thank God they only did one, but what else was on Raw besides the announcement? Mick Foley. Uh... Oh, yeah, by the way, I wanted to mention this. The New Day were in the ring again, and you know how much I disliked New Day segments. But. Uh, the one with Jericho and Owens, I liked. But this segment, Biggie referred to Cesaro as Strong AF. The AF stands, stands for. Oh no, no, no. As fuck. <laughs> First off, this show is PG, and you know you can't say fuck unless you're Vince McMahon. <laughs> So, why would you have Biggie say that? Because me and Ben know, me and D, me, Ben and the DJ know what AF means. Do five-year-olds know what AF means? Yep. Stands for as fuck. You can't be teaching that to the kids. Yeah, like, why would you even make him say that? Unless he wrote that line in himself, then I'll excuse it. But... I don't know. It just seems weird because it's like, hey guys, like Cesaro, you're a strong AF. It's yeah. like, yeah, I'm supposed to get excited because you almost said fuck. Like, really? really? What, what am I like? 
10? Are we fucking five years old? Oh, he said a bad word. Bobby, turn the channel! Turn the channel! It's like, no. Yeah. Moving on to another... This was starting to bug me. They're still on their redundant crusade to make uh, the club threatening again. Yeah, and they're going after Enzo and Cass, which apparently are clowns as well. They count as clowns, apparently. We ranted about this last week, and I'm just like, you guys already fucked up. You had them lose to the New Day every possible turn. Yeah, and now we're supposed to care that you could beat up Enzo and Cass? Oh, my God. Okay. I guess. Okay, but I'm not going to be invested in it. I would have been months ago if you st- if you did this and kept Galaxy Edison away from New Day and you had a feud with Enzo and Cass first. But no. You just... I you fucked know. it up. <laughs> What's the point of even saying any more about this? That's going to be a match for Hell in a Cell. Kickoff show, probably. And Moving then- on to, again... We finally got a fucking match from Neville on Monday Night Raw. Remember Neville? Yeah, I was, I was saying on Twitter, uh, like, lost and found, uh, like, where is Neville pictures? And he showed up on Raw. But you, now, let me ask you a question. Did he return to on Raw to be a part of the Cruiserweight division? No. Or the tag team division? The tag team division. What's he doing here? Have him fight Drew Gulak. Have him fight TJ Perkins. Have him fight Brian Kendrick. Have him fight Tony Nese. Have him fight anybody. Don't just team him up with poor Sammy, poor Sammy Zayn again. Who, I don't know what they're doing with him, man. Yeah, why isn't Sammy Zayn being pushed for like, um, the Universal title since Kevin has the goddamn title? If Zayn owns a victory over him at Battlegrounds, like why aren't they building that up? If they're saving it, they're saving it for WrestleMania. That's my bet. Or unless they want to build it for Survivor Series, which will be in Canada this year. Yeah, let's. Well, I, ho- I just ho- I hope they do something with him. But uh, by the way, uh, me and Ben are starting a hashtag trend on Twitter because if Sami Zayn and Neville are going to be a permanent tag team. Their team name needs to be In Zane Gravity. If you needs need to, to be hashtag In Zane Gravity, get that trending. If you need, if you know how to, if you want to know how to spell it, it's I N Z A Y N. DJ, don't boo. Come on. With the tag team division on Raw, they need more tag teams. If Sami Zayn and Neville are going to be a team, it's a fun tag team. Would you rather have the primetime players reunite and form another fucking no. run for the God, titles? No more, no more primetime players, I beg of you. Yeah, so Neville and Zayn, if you want to put him as a team. But, by the way, Neville's not in the Cruiserweight division, but fucking Sin Cara is. <laughs> the man who I'm pretty sure has bought his entire career than anybody. Now yeah. we're going to get to the thing... That really pissed us off on Monday Night Raw. You have the Cruiserweight division, the women's division, the universal title picture. And what is WWE choosing to advertise more than anything else? Oh my god. The the amount of commercials for the WWE 2K17 game 
were out of control. I don't know what the hell is going on in WWE right now, but I know all the words to downtown. Yeah, and I understand that Seamus runs a bar, Seth Rollins is Batman. And I know that Alberto Del Rio has a fer- I know that uh, that Booker T has a uh, a Ferris wheel called the Spinneroonie, and that Alberto Del Rio got cut from the original trailer. So I I see that plain as plain as day. It's like, like every time, like we'll be back from this short commercial break, and and you need somewhere to go, go downtown. It's like. I fucking forget all your worries and forget all your worries. You can go downtown. I'm like, I know the words to this song. Yeah, I get it. Some fucking idiots going down in the sewer and fighting Brock for money. Yeah, I get it. Is it supposed to me? Am I supposed to be fighting Brock Lesnar? Because I don't want to fight Brock Lesnar in no shitty sewers. Oh, but when you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go. Downtown. Oh my god. And by the way, me and Ben don't have the game yet, but we're hoping to get it soon. But after Raw, I was like, if they show this commercial one more time, I'm not fucking buying this game for a month. Because, <laughs> like, really, like, I fucking get it. I get it. AJ's in the game. Shinsuke Nakamura's in the game. Stop showing me the trailer. Oh, yeah, show me that the big show's in the video game and Seamus. That's fucking enticing. Yeah, it's not like they've been in the game for, like, the past five years. Moving on to what was the main crux of all of this. They are advertising the return of Goldberg, and they are planning to have him fight Brock fucking Lesnar for the second time. Cause we need, cause we needed a rematch from two thousand four. We needed. I am amazed. People are actually excited for this because I'm thinking to myself, did people watch their match back in two thousand four? No. It's garbage. Well, you know what? I wouldn't say it's like really bad. I'm just. I was. If you look at if you watch that match from WrestleMania twenty Goldberg versus Brock with Austin as the ref, it was just disappointing. Because you could tell Brock Lesnar so did not give a fuck in that match, and neither did Goldberg either. Because at the time they were both leaving, Goldberg wasn't resigning with them, and Brock left in the middle of his deal because he wanted to play for the Minnesota Vikings, which worked out so well for him. Yeah, but I don't know. Because as a kid, I was hyped for that match because I was like, I didn't know much about Goldberg and I was getting used to Brock. So I was like, okay, this sounds fun. And, and for like, what, 20 minutes, they just circled the ring, did headlocks, and then they decided to just do all their finishers in a row. It's like, what the fuck did I just watch? And, then Stone, and then Stone Cold gave them a stutter and he got the loudest reaction of the goddamn match. So, in conclusion, Raw this week served the main purpose of hyping up a rematch that nobody wanted to see. And the reason that this, is, this match is even happening again is because Brock Lesnar is offended. Offended! That people like me and Ben on Twitter are saying that in WWE 2K17, you can beat up Brock Lesnar with Goldberg. 
That's in 2016. That's how we're starting feuds because of a fucking video game. For real, this is what we're doing. Oh, I hate you because you have a higher Fox. overall than me. It's like what? It's ridiculous. Moving Goldberg and Lesnar Survivor Series Canada. Let's hope the crowd has fun during this match and just booze the shit out of both of them. Because one way or another, it's going to be interesting to where this goes because you have one guy who's a sloppiest fuck worker and one guy who hasn't wrestled in over 10 years. So this is going to be... Yeah, and if you want to know the ages, Goldberg is 49 and Brock Lesnar is 37. Let's see how that works. Oh, God. It is going to be... Either it's going to be entertaining or it's going to be a fucking train wreck. Yeah, and Brock and Goldberg will be on Raw this Monday. So let's see. Let's see how he looks. Let's see how he cuts a promo. But I'm, I I want to see what this fucker looks like because I've me seen too. interviews with him and he does and he looks normal to me. But I don't know if he's in ring shape. I don't know if he's gonna be a heel or a face. I I don't even know who's supposed to be the heel or the face of this because. Because Brock Lesnar was at like a dick during that Sports Center interview that they kept playing during the night. So, I don't know, Raw. It, it was, was all right. Edge. Moving was on right. to a far more entertaining <laughs> thing of wrestling, though honestly not by much, was SmackDown this week. Yep. So I've gotten used to this theme that I've gotten used to that by this point. It's actually kind of catchy. It's like when he pl- when he plays it, I'm just like, okay, I know where this is going, so I'm just gonna mute my mic, listen to it. It's so oh, okay, no, don't, don't. Okay, I I gave you a pass. Come on, come on. Oh God damn it! No more. Oh, Moving God. on to SmackDown and oh yeah, by the way, they did have a. We didn't even mention that they had a pay-per-view on Sunday. Oh, God, no. And Is it even worth talking about? There were two good matches, and one of them was the opener. Yeah, and the only reason why I want to bring it up was that the only reason that they made the WWE Championship match the opener was because the debate was on at 9 o'clock, and they needed something for people. They wanted people to watch the triple threat. So, yeah. there you go. But, again, you, there were a lot of things on SmackDown this week, but guess what wasn't one of them? Kurt? Yeah. Kurt. Kurt Hawkins. You said you were going to have your first match on SmackDown Live, but time's up. SmackDown Live is over. How's the old saying go? Time waits for no man except... Kurt Hawkins! This guy really needs to fuck off this point. I am sick to death of this shit. I, 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 this gimmick, I just can't stand it anymore. And I get... 
And I get fellow wrestlers on Twitter are going, yeah, you tell them, Brian, like, make them wait. And it's like, no, please, stop making us wait. I don't. I know how you wrestle. I don't give a fuck. Please, just get in the ring. Wrestle Kalisto, I, which I'm, I keep saying him, but I think he's hurt. So wrestle Apollo Crews. Wrestle Cade. I don't give a shit. Feud just with Dolph Ziggler. I don't give a shit. Get in the ring. I am so done with this horseshit gimmick by this point. It was funny. It was funny the first time we did it. We were saying, Kirk Hawkins, and we were doing all that shit. But then he kept doing that week after week after week after week, and it just got annoying. Like, Kirk Hawkins, do something to impress us, because at this point, I, I, I think I finally realized why they released you in the first fucking place years ago. And... If you keep doing this and you keep like annoying fans with this retarded gimmick, you're gonna go back to the Indies. You might as well, if you're gonna sign someone who's abrasively annoying, you might as well have just signed Grimm and Duop. Yeah, and I understand why they brought Kurt Hawkins back and Jensen Hall, because they're cheap. They're not gonna be like, oh, I want I want to be paid five million a year. Like, no, they're not gonna fucking ask for that. Yeah, they're cheap, and with the brand split, they needed people like they wanted to bring back Shelton Benjamin, Kurt Hawkins, Jinder Hall, Rhino, like those type of guys. Moving on, real quick, but first we're going to take a quick commercial break. I will be right back with more of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. And we are back. Sorry about that. Had to handle some business, but we are back with more of the General Wrestling Podcast. Yep. And we were finished talking about fucking Kurt Hawkins. Oh, God. I am so fucking done. But before we get back to talking about the rest of SmackDown and finishing off the show, let's just say you can find us at the General Admission podcast the general admission wrestling podcast facebook page on on facebook and you can also follow the heel turn wrestling facebook page where we post quite frequently you are available on itunes and stitcher radio go on down give us a download give us a like leave a review every little bit helps yeah and we're not on maplewood for android yeah for our guy who uh for our sound guy who was fucking with us last week that's not even a real thing yeah Ben learned, ben learned the hard way. I learned the hard way, being embarrassed on live podcast. Christ. Moving okay, on. Let's so, start bringing this sucker home. Moving on to the rest of SmackDown. The major thing coming out of this one is James Ellsworth. <laughs> way to begin on this one. First of all, James Ellsworth is put into a match with AJ Styles. With which, is, which is indeed phenomenal. Indeed phenomenal. And he's put in 
with Dean Ambrose as the special guest referee. Yeah, because I what was what was the whole thing? AJ um, issued an open challenge, and he said he could pick any opponent he wanted. And so he picked James <laughs> Ellsworth. And then Daniel Bryan came out and said, "Listen, you got what you wanted, but Dean Ambrose wants another shot at you. So you know what? I'm gonna make him the referee for your match tonight." So <laughs> I wasn't thinking. There's no way they're gonna have James Ellsworth fucking win, but. He almost gets killed on a Styles Clash, and he wins. And fucking James Ellsworth got a pinfall victory on AJ Styles. What the fuck is happening this year? I don't know. It's the year 2016, and everything that happens on SmackDown, I just need to pitch myself because I think I'm dreaming. Like, Did I really just watch that? Did I just really watch James Ellsworth? With no chin, take a hor- horrific styles clash, and then win and beat the WWE champion, and earn a WWE championship match next week on SmackDown. I'm what? gay. I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it because hopefully next week. Match with uh, James Ellsworth and AJ Styles, it better be fucking hilarious. This match not, better be funny. I'm not expecting. A, I'm not expecting a serious match. I'm expecting a ain't nothing like a good salad. Match. Oh, uh, could you imagine? Could you imagine if they actually give him the title? <laughs> They're not gonna give him the title. They're gonna it, make him win by DQ or something. It'll never happen. But could you imagine the pop for James Ellsworth? You know what? You know what? Fuck it. James Ellsworth is winning the WWE Championship next week on SmackDown Live. We're calling it right here. We're calling it first. For at least a week. And then AJ needs to get that belt back. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the other story going on on SmackDown was Dolph Ziggler came out. He's a new Intercontinental Champion. And then we get him in a handicap match against the Spirit Squad, which I think, who I think is back permanently oh. for a little bit, at least. It is so weird to see Kenny Dexter back in a WWE ring. I never thought I'd see that guy again. Yeah, and the line of this match was Dolph beat uh, Kenny Dexter. I think he hit him with a super kick or a zigzag, whatever the fuck he hit. And Mauro Ronaldo on commentary goes, Oh my God, he killed Kenny. That was awesome. Great, Mauro. Thank you. Um... Rhino Slater came out to save, and then if our lovely DJ could please play the sound clip of Heath Slater and Rhino are giving their reasons hey guys, why Matt they McCallie saved here at w- It was pretty fucking hilarious. Heath Slater is going off about how he's saying, kids, my kids look up to superheroes, and I was going to be a superhero tonight. I was going to help save the day. And I was like, I was going to be a hero for the kids. And Rhino's reason was, I really don't like male cheerleaders. Excuse me, Heath, Rhino? Guys, we just saw the end of the handicap match. Dolph Ziggler, Miz, Spirit Squad getting involved. Why did you guys decide to intervene? Why? Because my kids love superheroes. What do superheroes do? They save people. And what did I just do in Rhino? We just saved people. Well, saved Dolph Ziggler. So, in my kids' eyes, and the WWE Universe eyes, we're superheroes, baby, right? 
I just don't like male cheerleaders. Gold. And he just Gold. doesn't like me. I am the one, the way your son don't need a gun to get. That was fucking gold. I love that. The best part about this whole act is that this is the best Rhino has ever been in his career. Oh, God, it really is. He is entertaining as fuck in this angle. Yeah. Another thing that came out of this SmackDown was Daniel Bryan and Ste- uh, Stephanie. Stephanie's on SmackDown. Shane, Shane McMahon uh, proposed challenges for, for the Survivor Series this year. Now, two of the three of the challenges I agree with. And you'll find out which one I don't like. The first one was for a traditional five-on-five with the guys, Raw versus SmackDown. The second one was with the women, five-on-five traditional Survivor Series. Then when they mentioned a traditional Survivor Series match with five tag teams from each show, that that was the moment when I said, okay, don't do that. Because... That's more than 10, and it's going to be crazy. I don't want to see it. Um, if you want to do a Raw versus SmackDown match with the tag teams, just have your Raw tag team champions face the SmackDown tag team champions. Yeah, it seems like a, it seems like a lot of overkill for me. It's just like, this isn't, this is, you don't have to use everything just because it's there. Yeah, and because the reason why is, I don't like it is because I know what they're going to do. I know that they're going to have Gallows and Anderson team with the New Day for Team Raw. And that's going to annoy me. That's going to annoy me to no end. So if they want to do New Day versus Slater and Rhino or Cesaro and Sheamus versus Slater and Rhino, that's fine. Do that. Because I'm fine with the women's Survivor Series match and I'm fine with the men's Survivor Series match. But I would add a little twist to the men's Survivor Series match. And I want to hear your opinion on this, Ben. The winning team gets the main event of WrestleMania. Ooh. So if if Team Raw wins, their championship match is the main event. If SmackDown team wins, their brand gets the championship match to main event Mania. Uh, That's actually a pretty good stipulation. I would totally do that. And then whoever, and then it gives more incentive for the brand for the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that would actually be pretty awesome. And by the way, and speaking of the Royal Rumble, they kept airing on Raw and SmackDown video package for the Royal Rumble match. Already? Yeah, we're in October, and the damn thing's in January. They really want to sell at the Alamo Dome. Yep, they really do. But um, moving on on SmackDown, uh, we had women's action. We had tag team action. Hype Bros and Ascension, they're building that shit up for no reason. And then we get the main event. Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper versus Randy Orton and Kane. Or as I prefer to call it, who gives a fuck? Honestly, I didn't give a fuck about this match either because as soon as Randy Orton's music hit, I passed the fuck out. I went to sleep. I was like, okay, I'm done. I can't. I can't watch Randy Orton against Bray Wyatt one more time. I just can't. Yeah. Of course, this match ends with typical Wyatt bullshit. It ends with them doing their weird teleportation. 
and Luke Harper being where Kane was supposed to be. Where the fuck did Kane go? I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, and uh, Luke Harper was originally was supposed to be on Raw, but Eric Rowan suffered an injury, which would be out for four to six months. So the next best thing they did was put Luke Harper on SmackDown, which is where he should belong. Yeah. With Bray Wyatt on SmackDown. Now, there's still rumors that they're still going to do a Sister Abigail thing. Personally, I, I just don't give a shit anymore. Maybe but one, of the, one thing I heard was that one person that they were thinking about for Sister Abigail was Crazy Mary Dobson. Do you know who she has been? I do not know who Mary Dobson is. Who is she? She w- competes on the independent circuit. She's wrestled for Ring of Honor. She does some of their Women of, Ho- Women of Honor stuff. And she's been in NXT for a couple for a couple of times. And the whole thing is that she's crazy. I like that idea, but, I, but nobody knows who the fuck she is. And it's not like you're going to bring her up for a gig that's not going to work. Yeah, the whole Sister Abigail thing, there was a time and a place for it, and I think it's passed. So that was pretty much SmackDown for this week. Again, like we said, there wasn't really a clear winner this week of who won the week. It was more or less a tie between Raw and SmackDown. Both were yeah. kind of... If, it does, if we don't seem that enthused by talking about either show this week, it's because there really wasn't a lot to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. James Ellsworth was the MVP this week. Let's just say that. Yeah, that's all you need to know. He was better than Kevin Owens, and he was better than Chris Jericho. He was better than AJ Styles. James fucking Ellsworth is on top of the fucking world this week. Now let's see what they do next week on SmackDown. We have a reason to watch. Yeah. And so we did a lot tonight. We talked about my craziness at New York Comic Con. We talked about the diversive, divisive quality of the Power Rangers trailer. We talked about a lot. Of, talked about our experiences in retail. We talked about how SmackDown and Raw pretty much underwhelmed this week. So I think that should pretty much do it for us this week. Uh, yeah, pretty much in wrestling, we covered almost everything. And so then I told Miguel, "It's not like we're gonna wear that." <laughs> but before we close out tonight, we do have one more shout out to you. I've been name dropping all night. But we have a buddy who's having a hard time this week, so we're going to give him a little shout-out. He was on the show a few weeks ago. He was a delight to have on the show. He was going to be on an episode this week, but unfortunately, things have come up, and he's in a tough spot this week. So let's give a shout-out to our buddy Ray Ray, Ray, Ray Wundo, House of Glory wrestling student. He's having a tough, tough week. So let's week. He's a member of ICW. He's a fan of ICW. He's a House of Glory wrestling student. Let's give a shout-out this week. Ray Ray Wundo. Let's wish him a let's wish him a speedy recovery. Yeah, get better, get better, Ray. Hope you're get listening better, to Ray. this. If you're listening to this, buddy, you our our, our our bond is strong, and we wish you the very best. And the law was upheld. And the law was upheld. And on that note, I am avenging Ben. And I'm home with Mike. And once again, thank you for listening to the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to join the madness. You guys have a sick fucking night. I have a pen. I have an apple. Uh, apple apple pen. pen. I have a pen. I have pineapple.
Pineapple, apple, pear. Pineapple, apple, pear.